0: Bueller, 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 Bueller.
1: Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw!
0: Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! (laughs) (laughs) Victory, Kentucky!
1: Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They... Rubbish
2: is buggers over here. <laughs> Back
0: outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Aaron oh! Harris! Aaron Harrison beyond belief.
2: We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting.
0: Hello everybody,
1: happy Monday to you, September 18, 2023, you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports oh, Radio, okay. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush and Justin Kalen. hope everybody had a great weekend, ready to start a new week and we appreciate you starting it with Kentucky Roll Call, Justin Kalen, how are you, how was your weekend?
0: Uh I'm okay. I I'm glad the weekend's over. It was a long weekend in terms of work. Um a lot of work, not a whole lot of time for play. So ready for this week. Hopefully some things can change in that regard and I can have some some me time here this week cuz I did not get any any last week. So yeah. And I know people were complaining about me complaining about having to work 5 days at the hotel last week, but you know, I don't I don't normally do that. I normally work 3 to 4 days a week at the hotel, so Hopefully this week I'm I'm looking at a four day week that would be much better for me. But yeah, I'm I'm uh, house sitting for my mom, guys. I don't know if I told you all this last week. They went to her and her husband went to Mexico, so instead of my nice little eight minute drive this morning, I had a 35 minute drive. So that's not been cool.
1: Well, but you you knew that though, right? Yeah. It's not I like did. a surprise to you. It's not like traffic or anything.
0: No, it wasn't no, there was and that's the good thing about that early in the morning is there was no traffic. But it's it's been a pain so far. I like I like house sitting, but man, yeah, the longer drives not ideal.
1: Oh no, sorry. Sorry to hear that. Nick Roush, how how are you? How was your weekend?
2: Um, it's been zero days since I've spilled coffee. Um back to back. <laughs> Yeah, back to back. We're on back to backs. Uh, really on a heater right now. At least it, this morning's was just a little on the on the shirt. You know, I didn't put the lid on when I was on the way upstairs. It's fine. Yesterday's was devastating because uh, like I I I went to the coffee shop down the street. I knew like, hey, I'm gonna sit this coffee right here as I'm getting I'm going into the door let me shut the gate I don't want to I got my hands full I'm carrying baby he's teething he's crying let me just shut the gate really quick but I'll just do it gently and then oh ugh, everywhere so it was uh yeah it was, it was it was one of those Sundays where I was just I was going through it this the 730 games it's it takes me a while to get adjusted because that's a that's a long day a late night I got in like 330 so I was just so I I didn't I didn't adequately get hit the refresh yesterday until it was after kids went to sleep Um, teething screaming baby did not help so it was it was a it was a weird i was a little rattled i was a little frazzled um, but we did we hit the refresh sunday night and uh good to go now good to go now ready to rock a new week well
1: good happy happy to hear it sorry about the spilled coffee doesn't sound like an ideal situation no and,
2: lawsuit necessary, though.
1: Okay, good, good. Busy weekend over on, on my end. Um, just golf scramble on Saturday, family golf scramble. We we I think came in maybe last, uh, not 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 our best showing, but still had a lot of fun. Had a little pool party after that, uh, and then spent uh, a, a woke up. Wife woke up around three thirty or four Sunday morning and was like, "Hey, I don't really feel good." And then with a baby, you're going to be extra careful. So we go to the doctor's office. So Sunday, very long day. Um, up very early. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's good, which is exciting. But uh, yeah, so long, long Sunday. I'm tired. Didn't really feel like I got the, the rest day that I was hoping for. But that's okay. I'll be fine. And it's exciting to get a new week. SEC play on the horizon for UK football. The easy games to the side depending on what you think of Vanderbilt I suppose uh, but that that'll be that'll be fun and we're a week closer to basketball as well another week of the big Z drama potentially so a lot of fun stuff this week to look forward to as always get your week started with Kentucky roll call of course but with Thorntons as well you can spill their coffee it's really great they give it away for free on Thursdays. They have fresh fruit donuts. They've got all the great stuff that you could want at Thornton's. And make sure you're a refreshing rewards member. You'll save time and money at the pump or inside with goodies and all sorts of other stuff. And it's a pretty cool lap as well. So download it, check it out. Don't take my word for it. 502 is the Thornton's text line. Text on in. We got a lot to get to today. There was football over the weekend, a lot of football over the weekend. I'm still I'm still getting used to it, I guess. Like it's easy to get used to because I just watch football all all day, but it's still I still like am excited about it. The new football smell has not worn off for me. Mm. Yesterday was our first like NFL Sunday ticket day. My parents got it because we spend most of our Sundays at least for dinner or something over at their house. So it's like, you may as well get it. It means we'll be over even more. Uh, she's my mom's excited about it. But yesterday was our first real Sunday ticket watching. And my, my mom and stepdad and even my uncle was over for a little bit. They're not used to the, the four box watching experience. Roush.
2: Yeah. Like, and, you know,
1: they were like, too much for them. I feel like we're at a sports bar. This is crazy. <laughs> and then like, you know, 3 to 5 minutes later. I don't I don't know if I can keep up with all this. I keep I keep catching myself looking at the wrong game and then looking away right before something else happens. And yeah, they they just they're not trained to the four screen TV experience just yet. They'll get there. They were like it wasn't that they were totally out on it. It just they're as sometimes happens to our brains, it's just like whoa, football overload. I'm looking here, I'm looking there, I'm looking there. You eventually get used to it. But uh, even I do that from time to time, where it's like, I'm watching this screen and then, oh no, need to watch that. Oh, I, actually, I'm flipping over to here, but you don't need to flip because your eyes just move to a different part of the screen. They were getting used to it. I think they liked it, though, when it was all said and done. Um, but that was fun. So long Sunday, but at least I did get to watch a good deal of football. Uh, yeah, and um, a lot of close games,
2: too. Collapse
1: City, um, USA. Not as bad as the Cardinals collapse, but. Green Bay with a terrible twelve point fourth quarter lead. You got to win that football game. No ifs ands or buts about it. Uh, I so was, that was disappointing. Um, I was bummed about that.
2: So uh, I had to leave for the collapse. Like essentially, baby. Like only thing that would make him happy is if we went on a walk, and that that was temporary. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to go on the walk. I came back, and it was right as all of the games were ending. And my take before I left was like, man. TJ's going to want to talk about Jordan Love, who, like, is actually might be a good quarterback. Like, yeah, pretty, pretty good. And then I, I don't know what happened other than if Aaron Rodgers would have gotten the ball back with 50 seconds left, you just, like, all right, well, they're winning the game. That was, um, that was a, I feel like that was a good opportunity for Jordan Love to get some of that fourth quarter comeback mojo, only needing a field goal against the Falcons, but it just, I mean, he never even got the drive started, uh, but I'm sure it wasn't his fault they they blew the 12 point lead. Though but that had to come from elsewhere. Uh,
1: was a little, you know, he he played a role in it. The entire team did to a certain extent. Defense was just getting absolutely gashed by the Falcons' run game. Oh heavens, that was terrible. Even Desmond Ritter was running all over Green Bay's defense and uh, just terrible, terrible, terrible run defense. No adjustments made. I'm so far out on metal floor. The, the the first time I like notice a good coaching adjustment. The, I should say the next time I notice a good coaching adjustment will be the first time from him. He just looks so clueless. It feels like he always has a decent amount of talent, as most NFL teams should, and just will do the absolute bare minimum of what the expectations are. That was all on him yesterday. Terrible decisions. You, the first drive, you get this – Green Bay got this, like, 45-yard defensive pass interference penalty against the Falcons. And it's like, all right, what a good way to start a football game. You just get this huge – it was a good play call. You get this – it was a little flea flicker. You get this huge gain on a penalty. You're in field goal range already. And then Green Bay proceeded to lose, like, nine yards. Line up for about, like, a 48-yard field goal kicker. People forget Mason Crosby no longer in Green Bay. They kind, of quietly, they kind of quietly just like shipped him out. They've got some rookie kicker for Auburn. And so it's going to be like a 48, 49-yard field goal. Remind you, this is the first drive of the football game. And you get a delay of game on a field goal attempt. <laughs> what? First drive of the game? You, you just can't have that happen. And then secondly, it was just kind of embarrassing to get like down to the 30 or the 40 or whatever it was and then just go backwards for three straight plays. Like that what this is your first drive. I know that the script maybe changed a little bit, but you had to assume that you potentially were going to connect on that deep ball. So what was what was next? What was next in the script if that deep ball happened? Oh, it's lose 7 yards and then get a delay of game penalty. On the first freaking drive of the game, it really steamed my biscuits. Anyways, they ended up punting after the delay game penalty. And that being said, they turned it right around. After that first drive, they were much more in sync. They looked good until the fourth quarter rolled around. And then they just decided not to do anything on either side of the ball. So that was really frustrating. Uh, Green Bay is incredibly banged up. No Aaron Jones. Watson still hurt. Offensive lines now banged up, unfortunately. Uh, but still, when you've got a double-digit lead on the road, in the nfl in the fourth quarter if you let that one slip away you're going to regret it at some point so that was a bummer i wasn't happy with my packers on sunday but there's my rant about my football team you all uh thanks for putting up with it
2: <laughs> a delay of game on a field goal attempt and then you're forced to punt it never seen that before
1: it just happened a lot yeah just have like ah it's i'm gonna have ptsd about it man yeah uh-
2: the Bengals fans really got to be Bengals, Kentucky fans really got to be going through it right now. It's just a lot of similar difficult struggles. We're just like, Hey, uh, maybe don't shoot yourselves in the foot with silly mistakes.
1: Hey, shout out to T Higgins though. I, after like doing again, nothing in the first quarter, I really criticized him and then he turned it around. So he must've heard me on the flip side. I was praising Saquon Barkley and no sooner than I hit, Send on the tweet. Does he get injured and needs to be carried off the field, and then gets to the sideline and slams his helmet down in disgust? Uh, that that was that's on me. That was a, a, as much as a jinxy cat as a jinxy cat gets. Nah. And At I least it's not broken. It. I pay know? the price for it because he is on my fantasy team and he was dominant. Oh, did they? Is he going to be okay?
2: Negative X-rays. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's but. True. I mean, it's still probably a month out, so um, I would assume. But, yeah, negative x-rays, and I I concur with you, Mr. Sports Talker. Ooh, fantasy 30 seconds. Uh, Pittsburgh defense versus Saints defense in a two-point fantasy game. I got the
0: Steelers. Scoots, come on, TJ Watt. Come on. That's right. Come on. Although Cameron Hayward being out might hurt you, Rouse. I know. I know.
2: But that's that's where we're at right now. That should be a fun
0: game tonight. I'm looking forward to that. Two two
2: Monday night football games is a lot of fun. Yeah, um, that, that, would that, it have
1: killed them to make the early one like six thirty? No Yeah, like an hour earlier, and then you really have them spread out. Where it's like, hey, for the next six and a half hours, football baby. Why not? What's, what's yeah? Who, that who's, who's, nice. who's that hurting? Making that game an hour earlier. It's Seven fifteen is still
2: like okay. Maybe let's do this every time. Uh, or,
1: or that, or that, you know, I, I would compromise, sure. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. Uh, it was a it was a wild day in the NFL, a lot of close games. Like I mentioned, that Giants-Cardinals game was as wild of a comeback as, as you'll see in the NFL, 28-7, to what, late in the third quarter, and everybody's making fun of the Giants because they just got absolutely waxed by the Cowboys. Now the Cardinals are doing it to them, and they... Came back and won in regulation, right? They didn't even need to go to overtime, no. Correct. Yeah, that's pretty. Embarrassing we had multiple
2: today. overtime games, though. Pretty uh, embarrassing
1: for the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, Kimmy, i have in my Survivor League though. Even though the Giants are bad, I'm, I was fading Arizona. I was like, oh, surely they're not going to blow this. They almost did, but they did it. Um, which I, I don't. The the one fun thing that uh, people don't understand about media, folks. There's some diehard fans of other teams in the media cohort, so uh, like right now too, there's a lot of Reds fans, um, and you know they're they're in the middle of the playoff hunt, so there'll be. There's always discussions before the work gets started. Uh, I bring this up because Aaron Gershon is originally from New York City, or he's he's from New York. Huge Giants fans, right? So the cat's paws now. And he is just like the most. I love that when he's covering Kentucky, he's very matter of fact, professional. And then he's just a lunatic when it comes to the Giants, and I love it. And we were we were kind of busting him up about the Giants last week. And his live tweets during the game, he was just like the man, Caleb Williams, like let's go tank for. We're the worst team ever. I mean, they had seven points in seven quarters, and then just went and mounted a twenty-one point comeback. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, uh, love, love whenever seeing the other people's teams go through it, and then to kind of bust them up about it the next day. So this was this was fun. A Little water cooler talk, TJ.
1: Yeah, for week two loss, I, I was I was more bummed, I think, or disappointed than I should have been, and I think it does strictly just come down to the fashion of the loss versus the loss itself.
2: But and uh, Arthur Smith's mustache is—he's just a weird looking guy on the yeah. sideline.
1: Yeah, that was a big that was a big thing. That was a big thing too. Um, yeah, the Bengals 0-2. The we'll see what your all Steelers can do tonight at home against Cleveland. That's the later Monday night game. The earlier one, if you were wondering, were the Saints going on the road to the Panthers? And that starts at seven fifteen. And again, the later one, Pittsburgh versus Cleveland, eight fifteen. Speaking of Survivor League, I, I know I survived week two. I advanced. Rouse sounds like you advanced. Scooch, no way that you lost in week two a survivor, right? That that that, would be pretty bad. You
0: know, I'm actually just sitting here thinking. Rouse brought it up, so I was like, oh, let me go see how I did this week. Yeah, I freaking took Detroit, who lost to Seattle. What a joke. What an absolute joke. I I am so bad at survivor. I don't know, guys. I've maybe done seven, eight, nine of these in my life. I don't know if I've ever got to week three in these freaking things. I pick who I think should win every week, and it, it always bites me in the butt. And I honestly, truthfully, should have lost in week one, so maybe it's just karma.
1: Goodbye, scoots. It's <laughs> been nice. Didn't make it to week three of the Survivor League. Uh, that's pretty bad. And yeah. Rocket City Rob went out with you. What do you, I mean, no offense of all the teams to pick, just because Seattle got waxed by the Rams, it was like, well, there's See, no way they're going to win in Detroit. The, that, that's that, the thing,
2: TJ. Week one to week two, you can't overreact to week one. Well, and that's there's,
1: ex- there's
0: that's there's exactly
1: – There are several Detroit people.
0: That's exactly what I did because, I mean, they beat the Chiefs. You did Like you mentioned, the Seahawks looked awful in week one against a, not a great Rams team. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was maybe an overreaction on my part, but I still think Detroit should have won that game. Come on. Mm.
1: well I, I that was the only good thing about the packers losing was vikings lost lions lost of course the bears lost but you know nothing nothing necessarily new there so at least it was a wash in the nfc north but yeah scoots you rocket city rob a few other folks they had detroit and then roush is right if, if new york does not come back in such dramatic been, fashion yeah. there's a ton of people that pick the giants i would not have Try to stay away from from road teams usually in Survivor football leagues. But uh, who did I end up with? I think I picked the Cowboys. Yeah, like Zach Wilson was going to go into Dallas and and get the win there. But uh, uh, Cowboys, little... maybe for real, maybe for real. Micah Parsons looking pretty pretty crazy too. He's nuts. That uh, and again, I know it was Garrett Wilson, but the Cowboys' defense is just maybe the best defensive unit in the NFL, and it really does starts with. Micah, who is probably the best individual player player in the in the NFL defensively, maybe I don't know. He's playing like it. He's a
2: favorite to win uh, Defensive Player of the Year, so yeah, I could
1: probably, understandably, so. Uh, all right, if you got anything about the NFL, we'll talk about it. It was just the most recent thing, but we're going to turn our attention to UK's football game against Akron on Saturday night at Kroger Field, and if you were ready for the Cats to come on out and get rid of the slow starts, you were probably a little disappointed. But there was plenty to like, too. And there's things to get a little nervous about. So we're going to come back, break down UK's win against Akron. At the end of the day, the Cats are 3-0, and and we're happy about that. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, yeah. Nick Roush, and our producer, Justin Kalen, will be right back.
2: So good to me. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, the best freaking team in all the
0: land! Woohoo!
1: Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Here on Big X Sports Radio, ninety-six point one FM, fourteen fifty AM. Hope you're having a great start to your day. Justin Kalen's the producer. Nick Roush, TJ Walker here on KRC. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay the show 9 to 11. And you can get Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Catch us on our social media pages. Uh, we, we like to have fun. The Cats had some fun on Saturday, but also some meow. things that we probably didn't love. But first and foremost, shout out to the, to the crowd. Three home games to start the year, three somewhat crappy opponents, no offense to the three teams that have come in to Kroger Field this year, and three great crowds, Broush. I think for the Eastern Kentucky game, maybe the absolute corners were a little tiny empty, but for the most part, 90% plus full stadiums, if not closer to 100% full stadiums for these first three out-of-conference games against really just nobodies. And that's that's different for U.K. football. We've seen great atmospheres in the Mark Supes era. We've seen packed houses in the Mark Stoops era. But it hasn't always been in your out-of-conference, no-name opponent games. And that's a, a step in a, in a different direction for U.K. football. So shout-out to the fan base, first and foremost. Looked like a great crowd. I, I could not make it. We had a super busy Saturday. Uh, but the people who did go, they said nothing but really great things about the crowd. So, first and foremost, that was pretty impressive. 7.30 game against Akron, and that place, Roush, looked like it was bumping. So, that was good. That, that yeah, was good to
2: it's, it's become uh, the norm. Um, I saw Jacob Tamey, Jeff Drum, a lot of people talking about how great the crowd was. Um, that was good. And, uh, you know, you said you wanted a good start. The start, the actual start, just like, that was good, too. Seven plays, 75-yard touchdown scoring drive. I think the first play, Ray Davis took a screen, like 35 yards. Um, He's turning into a pretty valuable pass-catching option. Um, And Josh Caddis gets his first career touchdown on that first drive. But then, defense forces a three and out. Kentucky goes three and out. I think that was the first snap that was bad that put Kentucky behind the chains. So, three plays, negative three yards. Akron muffs the punt. Chuggy so gets the ball near field goal range. Another three and out, and then you on top of that you get the delay of game that gets them out of field goal range, and they punt it away. So um, it, it's it feels like a lot of the same story, except now it, I, it's almost gotten more extreme. TJ, where I think the good is even better, but the bad is is even more perplexing because it's like, wait, you were snapping the ball fine, and now you just forgot how to snap. Like, what what the hell's going on here? Jordan Dingle, that was an amazing catch. Can't, you can't fumble it after you make the amazing catch, but like, that was a spectacular catch, spectacular throw. Just get tackled. <laughs> like, so, uh, did Kentucky won thirty five to three, and it it they had four hundred fifty yards, thirty five points on forty nine plays. So, like they kind of did whatever they wanted to, except score touchdowns on a couple of those early possessions where they went. Punt because of the muff stuff. You fumble it with Dingle and then uh, an interception after a holding, very unnecessary holding call wipes away a sixty five yard touchdown. So like that's it's really five plays that you're just like, What what are we what are we doing here? And I if it at least it feels like that's a lot less than the kind of dumb boneheaded stuff that you dealt with in the first two weeks, but it's gonna leave the bad taste in most fans' mouth, DJ.
1: Yeah, it, it re- the start of this season kind of reminds me of like uh, seeing seeing Plymouth Rock. Oh. Has any any of you all seen Plymouth Rock?
2: Um, I've heard it's not uh, it's very underwhelming, very small.
1: Yeah, it, it is. And I thought
2: you were talking about from a pilgrims' experience, like you, <laughs> you
0: you've you been were-
1: religiously persecuted for decades. You just <laughs> tried to scrape up the money to find a ship. You didn't care where it was heading. Uh, no. Yeah, Well, no, maybe. Maybe I could do that. Uh, but I don't think I could do it right now. It's Monday. I don't think my brain's working enough. I'm struggling enough with this one as it is. So just bear with me. But it, it, it is underwhelming. But, like, it, it probably shouldn't be. Like, it's called Plymouth Rock. It, you know that it's a rock. You've seen a rock before. You get there. And guess what it is, folks? It's a rock. And they've built a little structure around it, and you go up to it, and you're like, "Oh boy, am I about to just look at a rock here?" And you get up there, and you look down, and there it is. Well, it's it's a rock, uh, but if you look at it in some different light, I think you can find more positives to take away from it. I think with this UK team, it's just something's not a hundred percent right with it. It just it's it's not the most Fun thing to look at right now, and it's not that like I don't think it has potential. Unlike Plymouth Rock, which can only just always be a rock, but hey, the drive to get to Plymouth Rock is a really pretty drive, and um, they, they've got a they've got like a boat in the bay there, the, an old like 17th century replica boat. You know, the more you kind of explore, the more that you can find to kind of like. Roush, I think you did a good job kind of breaking down. This team is a little closer than you think. But there's just a few things that are really head-scratching. If UK's defense gives up three points, they're going to win every game remaining on its schedule. I don't think is going to get blanked against anybody, not even against Georgia. So if the defense does, like, it was a good defensive performance. There's really no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They weren't perfect. But when you're holding your opponent to three points, I mean, come on. Like, that's just right off the get-go. You can't be too mad about that. And then offensively, you can look at it one of two ways. Roush, you're going deep into the third quarter and you have what? 14 points at that point. You're still stuck on 14 and that's inexcusable against an Akron. But then you blink and the fourth quarter, uh, the, the, you don't put up 21 points because I think the the 20 they got to 21 with like a minute 15 left in the third quarter or however much time was left. But in the final 15, 16, 17, 18 minutes of the game, Boom, just like that. The offense looked kind of the way that it was supposed to look. So, again, you can break it down and take positives if you want. Just the overall viewing experience, something just seems a little bit off, Roush. And I'm not panicked. I'm not totally worried about it. But the people who are going to take kind of a negative angle from these first three games, they're somewhat validated because something just isn't really clicking fully yet. It's still a little sloppy.
2: Yeah, no, no. There, there is no doubt about it that it is far from perfect, um, and the the part that like it. I mean, this is a this is a good place to be in. I think big picture wise, because we can still be nitpicky. Um, you know, Mark Stoops coming into his post game radio and saying, another thirty point win that I'm pissed off," right? Like, I I, I think grand scheme of things, that's good. Um, And if you want to be an optimist, you can say, well, like, look at the potential this team has if they just eliminate some of the boneheaded mistakes, which I feel like, hey, snapping the ball. That's pretty easy to get fixed, right? Like, that's something, you know, that people can do. Um, my, my sophomore slump for the wide receivers are the, that that worry is still there. But you know what? Tight ends are pretty good at catching the ball without him. The running back's pretty good at catching the ball without him. Um, you know, do your job or, or somebody else will do it for you. Devin Leary, looking good. And even when the offensive line, like Akron just said, we're going to blitz everybody and good luck. Like, we don't really care. Good luck. And Kentucky said, okay, all right, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, they brought the house on that Tavion Robinson touchdown, the second and back to back weekends where you think things are going bad, it's third and long, and then Levis or Leary just drops a dime into Robinson right in the back of the end zone. I mean, how many tackles did Leary break when uh Ray Davis catches the, the ball in the flat, flips the field and goes sixty yards of the score? I mean gosh, that
1: play that was what, awesome. what a, like, No, 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 what are do you doing? Go, go. That was a fun <laughs> football play. Really fun football play. It uh, flips like, again, I mean, just in that exact sentence, you can take two positive, or you can take a positive and a negative. Why are you against Akron? Why is your quarterback in that position ever against Akron? Like, not just, yeah, mistakes happen and bad things could happen. Th- that's inexcusable. Like, he took, he could have taken 16 hits on that play, Roush, and he seemed like he took several of them and was able to kind of slip away, slip away. Unbelievable resilience from leary to just stay up not just go down try to continue to fight that dude's a competitor uh, the 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 devin leary slander it stops after week three we're done with that he he is gonna miss a good, two, but he's a good quarterback he's he not- averaged 13
2: yards per attempt per attempt that's that's
1: crazy yeah, and he drops are still a little bit of an issue. That's not yeah. his fault. Uh, he's not going to make every single throw, and no quarterback in the world is able to make every single throw. But it it stops now. He's not the issue. He's not the issue at all. This dude's a fighter. I've loved some of the throws. He's made some professional throws. Like, just, you know, how? Whoa, right on the money. You know, any less is probably picked off. Any more maybe out of the back of the end zone or out of bounds. And he can really drop it in a bucket from time to time. I am impressed with that guy. And heck of a play on, on the Ray Davis throw. And then for Ray to do the rest of it, that was that was fun. And it made Sports Center top 10, Roush.
2: It did. It did. I love afterwards, Ray's like, um, did you all practice that? And he was like, well, on the first. And also, Ray does the he has the rassy voice. He's like, first day we moved to Lexington, sitting in my car. And. Just talking about it, and he told me, always be ready. Just turn and look. There I was. <laughs> that was a bad Ray Davis impression. But um, I like that. that is very much a part of Leary's game is, I mean, it had kind of a Jared Lorenzen feel to it, too, where it's like dudes are just hanging on him, and he's like, ah, I'm good. Here you go. Here's the ball. And uh, the, Davis, had. I thought he had a decent chip. There was a couple times, too. Somebody said he had a bad PFF pass rush grade or pass protection great, but, like, there was another play earlier on where he had a hell of a block. I, so, to be able to do that, slide off, um, I, I don't think they had a max protect on. They might have changed out of it. But it, either way, I was a little bit more uh, worried later on when Leary's just, like, rolling left and leaving himself wide open to get the wind knocked out of him while I was screaming at him. It's like, uh, maybe – Maybe, Devin, maybe protect yourself a little better in the fourth quarter of a 35-3 game. Uh, I know the offense needs to run more plays and all that, but just, hey, take it
1: easy, bud. Take it easy. Agreed with that. Thought the the same thing.
0: Scoots, did you get to watch the Cats against Akron? Uh, I watched about the first half, and then I admittedly, I was flipping back and forth between that and the NASCAR race, and then at halftime, I switched over to the NASCAR race, completely forgot about the rest of the game. So, only saw the first half. The NASCAR well, race no, was on not, Saturdays? Yeah, it was the Bristol night race. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Well, you know
1: how much this show loves talking NASCAR, so we appreciate you doing a little homework. <laughs> Tell us all about it.
0: Yeah. Who, who was the champion? There were a lot of wrecks. Denny Hamlin ended up winning. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty standard Bristol race. It, it was fun, though.
1: Well, glad it was enjoyable under the lights. Under They're the still lights, still making yeah. left
0: turns. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Sounds riveting, riveting. That was great radio, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> great radio. Uh, I. <laughs> oh man, I I will say though, TJ, the um, we're we're in a weird spot with with uh, Danke and Jagger Parton. Because people don't want to say bad things about them, but they clearly just some, – something's going on upstairs. And if you – I know a lot of folks probably didn't stream the Corbin-Douglas game, but if you paid any – like it was just a bad two days for Frederick Douglas. Because Friday night, they lost their cools in that game. They didn't realize that when you go to Corbin, you're not going to get calls. Which, like, here's the, here's the spoiler. Like, if you're in the city of Louisville, if you're in the city of Lexington, if you're going to the mountains, if you're going to rural Kentucky, you're going to get hosed on calls, and you have to just learn how to deal with it. You can't just throw a fit on the sidelines. You can't stomp on people. You can't throw your helmets. Douglas had three kids kicked out of the game Friday night. I mean, heads just way up their asses. Same thing Saturday. Like, Jagger, he just had he just let one bad thing turn into seventeen. Dane, I don't, I, 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 really don't know what what's going on in his head right now. Like it's clearly a mental thing, and the the thing with going into the season, the kind of w- warning signs that all, I saw, it wasn't just the like, well, that's what happens. It's the Liam Cohen not being too shy to t- take direct shots in the media. Um, he did not say this. Dane did. Essentially, Scangarello just let them do whatever the hell they wanted. It was very free flowing. There were no rules. It was get open. That's not how Liam Cohen does things. Like, yes, you release, you can ad lib and kind of do whatever you want to get off the line. But if you're supposed to run a 15 yard comeback, you run a 15 yard comeback. And that's what Liam Cohen said Saturday night. He's like, we run a 15 yard comeback, it's at this one hitch timing. Right off the outside pad, we didn't run a 15-yard comeback. It goes right into the cornerback's hands because we don't run a 15-yard comeback in 15 yards, and that's the kind of stuff that, like, I don't, I don't know what I, I just you, 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 you don't know what's going on right upstairs. And this is a a real challenge, a real you know. I know Dame was going through through some personal stuff, but it's like, how do you how do you react when things go badly, right? And right now, they're they're doing all of the wrong things. They're reacting in all of the wrong ways, and so it's just: do the coaches now? It's like, are the coaches going to be harder on him? Do they like? Because I, I feel like to this point, both of those guys have kind of gotten a free pass, and now Dane has produced a lot more. He'll probably get it figured out. But Jagger, I mean, Jagger wasn't great last year. You know, <laughs> he's he's. he's so I, I don't I don't know what they do I, I I don't I don't know um you you hope Kenneth Horsey comes back soon um he you you've been without your best offensive lineman if you you know you can always move Eli Cox back to center but then like well then who do you put at right guard do you put Jagger back there do you do you move Dylan Ray to right guard when Horsey comes back so like I, I don't know I I don't know what the coaches do but um right now, like those two guys, like this is a, you need to rely on them to play important positions. You need Dan Key to catch a 10-yard dig going across the middle of the field that's contested. But he's hearing footsteps right now. Like those are, I I don't know how you get them out of this. They're perfect. I think they're capable of getting out of this, Um, but you need to. SEC play starts Saturday. I know you're playing a Vanderbilt team that just lost to UNLV on a bunch of boneheaded plays, but
1: Time to figure it out. Time to figure it out. Is it bad? The answer is yes to this question, by the way. But is it bad that like I'm slightly tiny bit bummed that Vandy's coming off a loss? I'd rather them I'd rather play them coming off a win. Like it's ridiculous. You should beat Vanderbilt if they're coming off a 90 point win or a 90 point loss. It shouldn't matter. But I was kind of hoping they would like have won. Because, you know, they're gonna be pretty frustrated with the way they lost that game against UNLV. In the, in the Raiders stadium there. They, they, yeah. that, was, that was a bad loss. They, uh, but they're a bad team. They're a bad team. Yeah, so they, yeah, exactly.
2: That, teams that, teams that's that's the team. moral of the story is they were going to be a bad team regardless. Um, very hilarious where they lost too. If you all didn't watch, like um, they did something stupid to force themselves to kick a field goal. They missed the field goal. Like they could have ran the timeout to nothing, I think, and kicked a field goal. Guy misses the field goal and then they just give up like a ran a goal route and the dude was wide open down the sidelines. <laughs> and they let you and at least score. Um but like I, I love TJ where your mind's at too, because I I think there were some people who want Florida to just be the worst team possible. I actually think Florida beating the start of Tennessee better for Kentucky if you want to play that game.
1: Interesting. I, I think. I I would definitely hear you out. I think I just disagree just because you don't want them getting their spirit Confident. back. Yeah. 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 It'll be all more well, fun. Like, it'll, it'll be more fun that way when you beat them and they're ranked now. Like they're 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 in the ranking, so when they come to Kroger well, Field, almost certainly gonna be a ranked game for at least the, the see, opponent.
2: my my thing's more of like I like that they'll be ranked because Kentucky, yeah. you know, stoops gets his guys up for one of those games.
1: Yeah, and what I would just – I agree with you. There's no doubt about that. But uh, Florida home game at Kroger Field, we're not that used to beating Florida yet. Like, whether they have a number (laughs) next to their name or not, that's a big one for the Cats regardless. And it'd be the first, like, Kroger Field Saturday night where the opponent, the fans were super pumped up about. That being said, again, really shout out to the, the UK fans going to the games. It's been on TV, the two games that I've watched on TV, very impressive. Sounds great. And then the opener that I was at, it was a noon game, hot, but the crowd was good for that one as well. And it'll be great whether they're ranked, not ranked for that Saturday, not this upcoming one, but the one after that. But uh, yeah, I just kind of wish that they were like questioning Graham Mertz. Obviously everybody knows Billy Nanky yeah. on this way out that. There's just more smoke there, but man, they really took it to Tennessee. And then quite literally they were fighting while the game was still going on, but oh, it was
2: great. Was hilarious.
1: I, I can we just like,
2: man, it gives me so much joy to watch Tennessee suck. I mean, it, it just makes me happy. So happy all of the time. I, I just, I can't, I can't overstate just the joy that I get from watching them struggle. And, I mean, it was hilarious, too, because Florida didn't even play that well. I mean, they were dealing in the first half. In the second half, it was a bunch of three and outs. I think they kicked the field goal, and that was it. Like, turns out, not only – my biggest thing, it was I, – I know that Joe Milton, like, there were delusional people talking about him being the Heisman and getting everything figured out. Like, he could have gotten better, but he was never going to be as good as Hindenhooker. And I think a lot of people knew that deep down in the back of their minds. The hilarious part was that all these idiot Tennessee fans convinced themselves that, like, Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman, some Blitnikoff guys, best receivers in college football, that, like, oh, yeah, we're a guy named Squirrel and Brew. They're going to fix this. They look slow. They look bad. Florida's secondary isn't even all that great, and they couldn't get open. Um, so a big old suck it to the balls. Um, hilarious, too, that in that fight that you mentioned that the quarterback was like the quarterback's not supposed to be the guy that's squaring up and no, there he was just squaring up, uh, like waiting for somebody to come get him so they could
1: hold him back. Good, clean fun. Loved it. Love seeing Tennessee lose, love seeing their fans have a meltdown along the sec this weekend, whether you, you probably saw it. Uh, LSU did exactly, I think, what we all predicted and expected them to do against Mississippi State. I know,
2: I'm just mad. I was too chicken bleep for that ten point line. Like I was just, it's like ah, ten points. They haven't been very good, but man, they Mississippi State might just be terrible, TJ. I I,
1: I would think that they're not good. Well, in part of the going
2: into the season, you're like, I mean, does this? Like this is a drastic change in how you play. Like, this is, I mean, going from throwing the ball around the yard, air raid system, to whatever you're calling this, the Scott Satterfield. Uh, I, I call it the Satterfield offense just because it was the, uh, this dude, Barbe is from App State. But, I mean, offensively, just, I'm, I Will Rogers' stats right here, uh, 11 of 28 for 103 yards. Dude was po- like averaging 360 last year, leading the SEC passing. And he's getting nine yards of completion. That's guy, I'm bad at math, but that's less than four yards. Less than four yards per tip. That's so bad. They are so bad offensively. Uh, Mike Wright came into the game and threw for a touchdown. So, like, we might even have a quarterback change there. So, I, I think... I think the more of the story is Mississippi State might just be bad, and it's about damn time, although it would be a shame if they get off the schedule as soon as Mississippi State starts having a bunch of terrible years of football. Like, where was the Sylvester Croom era, right, over the last few years? Like, come on.
1: Yeah, uh, but they'll still be uh, regular on the schedule, just maybe not absolutely regular on the schedule. Right, like, right, not you'll, every You'll see year them every couple years, worst-case scenario, but... Yeah, uh, I, I don't I don't hate seeing that. Then Missouri pulls up the big upset over Kansas State. Where's all the SEC hate about that one? I didn't hear anybody mentioning that.
2: Oh, just because Eli Drinkwitz is a nerd, and I hate it. People did love the fat kicker, and that fat kicker, I don't know if you all remember, like this was a very obscure, I think it was noon SEC Network game, might have been noon ESPN last year, where – He had multiple chances to beat a terrible Auburn team on the road. Missed two field goals in the final, like, four minutes. Best kicker in the SEC. Misses two chip shots. And somehow Missouri lost the most winnable game to a terrible Auburn team on the road. It was embarrassing. And Saturday, you have Kansas State. They, I mean, they had three touchdowns overturned by penalties. Um, The first two times, they still ended up scoring. The third one, they had to kick a field goal to tie instead of take the lead. So I was frustrated with K-State minus three and a half. It's a tie game. I'm like, oh, well, at least Drinkowitz will screw this up, get a delay of game. Surely there's no way this guy's going to kick a 61-yarder. And Melvis goes and makes a 61-yarder. That was that was banana land right there. Certified banana land.
1: It was, that was wild. Uh, just kept going. And then eventually all the way through. Uh, Georgia looked horrible against South Carolina in a weird game. Alabama looked worse against South Florida somehow. Those were surprising scores. Not surprising winners, because both teams did, you know, both teams did pull it out, but those were weird games. The the South
2: Carolina Georgia game wasn't as weird because Georgia like like it may surmise uh, just because Georgia had been slow starting all year. And Spencer Rattler really has been good. He's been very good, and, uh, you know, I, I love to be a Spencer Rattler hater, but he's been the most consistent quarterback in the SEC, he's the most talented so far. Um, I'm not really sure what happened in the second half. Not sure if Juice Wells came back or not, but they turned it on and kind of blitzed past him. The Alabama stuff is fascinating, though, because the, the theory I have is that basically the locker room revolted by benching Milrow for Buckner. Um, I, I think it says more about Tommy Reese that they're questioning him as an offensive coordinator and a play caller that he's just going to go. Because because Milrow, even though he hasn't been lighting the world on fire, he was, I think, fine up until that point. Um, and then the, instead they go with the Notre Dame guy who was a late ad that they don't know a whole lot about. They might be totally confident in Maybe I'm reading too much into it and they just came out flat after a long lightning delay, but there seems to be a lot of um, uh, some trust issues with offensive coordinator Tommy Reese and just what the hell they've got going on there uh, at, as, at the at the quarterback. It's uh, It could be a mess. It would be a real shame if Kentucky played Alabama earlier this season instead of later. I know that Cats haven't looked great, but gosh, this would be a great time to catch them. Instead, they're going to go to Ole Miss, CBS kickoff, and I think they're like 11-point favorites too. Everybody in the world is going to be betting on Ole Miss.
1: Well, Alabama's still Alabama, but it does seem like if there's just a year to get them though, it's a, yeah maybe it would have been better if they were earlier in the schedule, but still,
0: yeah, you're, you're looking true. at that
1: game and – Yes, it's Alabama. Yes, they're going to be more talented, really across the board. Maybe not at the quarterback position, though. Shouldn't be at the quarterback position, and that's a pretty big equalizer in college football from time to time. So, uh, you're right. Would have been maybe better earlier in the season, but I still think if there's a year to get Alabama coming to the Crow with optimistic chances of of beating them, uh, this is this is probably the recipe for it. Uh, Auburn took care of business against Stanford. We mentioned the UNLV Vanderbilt game. Ole Miss and Georgia Tech close in the fourth quarter, and then Ole Miss just absolutely beat the brakes off of them, uh, doubled them up, and then the, the pretty big shocker and more ammo for the SEC is down crowd. BYU beats Arkansas, and I saw zero of that game, but that was uh, yeah, a surprise score to see on Sunday.
2: That um, I just. Uh, I can't believe they played that, That like, why they played that series. I don't know what Hunter Juracek was thinking. Like, get, yeah. I know Scoots and Peak is the same way. These people, oh, play the good teams. But, like, what does Arkansas get out of BYU except two losses that they, they can't afford to have the last two years? Oh, you got to go hang out with the Mormons last year? Cool.
1: I guess on the flip side, though, like, what, what does that do for Ar- – you know, what does a loss do? Knock Arkansas out of the college football playoff? Oh, no.
2: Could be the difference between an Outback Bowl and a Texas Bowl or something. But like, if they were like, if KJ Jefferson was the truth, I, I mean, I don't think Arkansas is that great of a team. Rocket Sanders was hurt too. They're starting running back, all SEC running back, so that 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 was tough on him. But like, I mean, Arkansas fans could have talked. I mean, in hell, they still can win the West, right? In theory, um, West feels theoretic, pretty wide open course. right now. Yeah, um, but like. That just uh, that game, like w- losing to BYU, doesn't instill a lot of confidence going into SEC play.
1: No, I think that's the bigger like again. You know, if they had national title aspirations, that's one thing, but they don't. Um, they'll it really. Is, if you're Arkansas, you just say like this is kind of meaningless. But I think it, it tells you more, unfortunately. Like in the in the grand scheme of things, it really shouldn't be that big of a deal because you're not going to the College Football Playoff. You're not winning the championship. But it probably should tell you, like, oh, we're, you know, how, we They're not for real. For yeah, real. how do we expect to win the West when we can't beat BYU in our home stadium? But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, definitely a, a weird year for the SEC, which, even with UK not really looking like a, a work of art just yet, still makes you scratch your head and wonder, like, huh, you know, if they, they do click, maybe, maybe they can do something crazy here. And I still fall in that belief. I'm probably a little biased to the whole matter, but I still, you just look around the league and you think, like, nobody looks head and shoulders better than UK, and UK hasn't looked great. They've been, they have not looked great. So I think that's something to get excited about, or it'll end up just crush, crushing our, our dreams, hopes, aspirations as the season goes on, and we'll feel yeah. like real dummies for even dreaming big. But I'm not saying UK is winning the SEC or winning the East, that's still... Almost guarantee that they're going to lose in Athens to Georgia. The SEC still runs through Georgia when you win back-to-back national championships. That's the case, but you look at everybody else in the league, Roush, and It's just I don't, I don't see guaranteed losses on the on the schedule. I see probably you know underdog games, but I don't know if I see guaranteed losses. Yeah,
2: you're exactly right. I'm I'm right there with you. You get Florida and Tennessee at home. Uh, <laughs> In Alabama, like, I mean, Georgia's going to be tough, but hey, who's to say Kentucky can't do what South Carolina did last Saturday, right? I, I think they're, you know, more talented in a lot of areas, so plenty of reason to be excited, um, but we've, we've got to go to our top of the hour break. I do have a a little teaser for us. Uh, you are a hoe. Who tweeted that to Danny Connell? We'll talk about them in hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Monday morning, you show the
1: sure fine. Friday, I got traveling on my mind. First, you love me, and they fade away.
0: I can't go on believing this way. I got nothing but love
2: for you. Over. Say
0: over. I ain't heard no
2: family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is.
2: With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome
1: back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, okay. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We're going to spend plenty of time on the Thornton's text line this morning. We'll get to it here shortly. Roush had a really interesting tease. Maybe not even safe for radio, potentially, with that kind of language.
2: Uh, you know, well, things get feisty on the Internet. People get a little crazy. Um and one person that got a little out of pocket, as one might say, is Danny Connell. He was watching Colorado, Colorado State, and the, the coach prom lovers and haters, it feels like you've got to take a side. And Danny Connell, definitely a coach prom hater, in the middle of Saturday night's game. Imagine that. It appears Jay Norvell was spending the week studying film and game planning. Instead of doing interviews and selling sunglasses, um, very hilarious because Jay Norvell's and he, he he committed coaching malpractice by not going for two in overtime, and then his team lost in the second overtime. He had a chance to win on the road, didn't do it. It was cowardice, a huge cowardice move after his team blew a fourth quarter lead, letting Colorado go 98 yards in 45 seconds, maybe. Um, to, to force overtime and they had to get a two-point conversion too to force that overtime period so uh, but I, I wanted to start just with the Danny Cannell aspect of it because we love to dunk on Danny Cannell he's a big dingus part of the reason why he hates Deion Sanders is because Dion and Danny are both Florida State guys they're both Florida State alums and over the summer Uh, There's been a lot of like trying to tie Dion to the Florida State coaching job. Like they they want him to get there eventually, right? He stole Travis Hunter from Florida State, so they want him there. And he's been over the top in his dismiss of it. Um, I I forgot exactly what he said, but Dion went over the top. He was like, "I'm not a Florida State guy. I'm an HBCU guy," and that was the last straw for Danny. He's firmly on the out camp. Well, turns out that there might be some deeper seated. Uh, reasons for Cannell's hatred of Coach Prime. Uh, College Football Reddit dug this up. 25 years ago this Thursday, Deion Sanders had a pick six on Giants quarterback Danny Cannell to seal the game on Monday Night Football. Cannell would later be benched and never become an NFL starter ever again.
1: Wow. So you think because he had the last interception of his career that he dislikes him because of it?
2: Yes, and I also love that Dion's just like he's now taking the, the bait. And uh, Connell had like, should you storm the field as a big favorite, and that was Dion who tweeted at Danny Connell, Quote tweeted, "You are a hoe." <laughs> that how do we should a head coach be tweeting that Roush? Yeah, if it's Dion Sanders, yes, like that. Also, when was the last time you called somebody a hoe? Like, just hilarious. Like that's like two thousand and two. What was the the insult we had we said recently that we need to bring back like it needs to be more become more of a thing uh, just re- one of the elementary insults Gosh I can I can't remember what it was too that we said that was just
1: I'm a big fan of just like grade school you know dingus that's yeah goober yes. goober's a good one uh, yeah yeah um, Matt LaFleur is a goober I'll tell you that much tell you that much right now and I like there's there's parts of this that I I, I get that People, I mean, Danny Cannell is, is, is a goober, but, and I get that people like Dion, but there are a few things to this. One, it is wild how often he sells sunglasses as the head coach of a football team. Like, Just imagine Mark Stoops doing an interview and just being like, and I've got Mark Stoops bourbon here, and you can get it at my website. We've got plenty of bourbon. Like, Wouldn't
2: that be awesome?
1: <laughs> it would just be wild. It, like you know, I'm. I, it's just. I, I guess it's more different than I've got like a major issue with it or anything like that. It's just a weird thing to see like a head coach pushing another business when right, right. It's just it's different. It, but Deion Sanders himself is is entirely different. And make no mistake about it. Even though I like I got mad that you that he was calling out media members while also like rushing the field in week one. There's no denying how entertaining this guy is and how good he is for college football. And I know there's some people being like, good for college football, you know, that, that don't like Dion. Any Anytime you're just getting a media storm around Colorado football, that's yeah. good. That's good for college yep. football. Mm-hmm. Like Colorado, Colorado State was... If they didn't put it on at freaking midnight, it could have been the most watched game of the weekend. Maybe it'll split it, it, it probably
2: still is, yeah. It, yeah. It,
1: they had like six different sets there, including 60 Minutes on Saturday. Yeah,
2: 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes was the capstone after they had the Fox pregame show, the ESPN pregame show, and they were dueling. One of them had a Will Wayne concert, and the other one had The Rock. I mean, what? Yeah. That, that's that's like top billing. That's like the stuff you get. You don't get that for NFL. Uh, the, I I kind of love the fervor, and I'm glad that they were able to pull the comeback off just to ride this high for another week or so, because Colorado's going to come back down to earth. I mean, how much, I, that remains to be seen, uh, but we're going to at least get another week of it. Um uh, I love that he brings his mom in the locker room, and and like, there's part of it too that is personal. Like, like I I I don't think it's all just bluster and um, Dion just being Dion. Like there, I feel like there's at least a, a, a something to all of what he's doing, and it's not just trying to play a media game. And that's probably what has so many people gravitating towards it, um, because there is something behind it, even if it is like you know a thinly veiled shot about sunglass wearing um which that game shout out to that game because uh it gave us some entertainment we got all the way back to simpsonville and the game was still happening um so like that was that was awesome incredible game also what the hell was Dion doing taking the ball first in overtime what,
1: what yeah that's really dumb
2: what are we doing here and then i had to have the moment where i'm like wait why don't they get the ball for second and second overtime? I was so confused. It was it was. I think a lot of people had that delirious thought too at two a.m. in the morning. By it the way,
0: wild. by the way, pertinent to our conversations last week, did you all see the sign in the crowd at college game day about Urban Meyer? No, there was a, there was a sign behind the game day set, and it said, "Urban Meyer pays for Tinder." <laughs> thought that was pretty funny Scoots has got a big kick out of that. I, did. I did it'd be funny
2: if he was if that sign was at the big noon
0: well I mean uh, it was it, it wasn't relevant at all and I, I think that's why I found it to be so funny like urban's not here urban's not involved in this game but yeah we're still clowning urban on signs
2: <laughs> oh man uh scoots what what the hell's up with your Hoosiers what was that play call on fourth and inches
0: oh man we're a mess Hey but it was a close game and that's really all I wanted. Did either of you oh um, my gosh, I'm hoping so I'm hoping you all saw the onside kick to start the half?
2: No, right, I, was, right. I was golfing. Yeah, I did not. Oh, my uh, gosh. I, I we can't freaking
0: – I was telling a coworker about it yesterday because if there was going to be an example of the perfect onside kick, it would have been Indiana's against Louisville on Saturday. Unfortunately for me, I can't freaking find a replay anywhere. I've, I've watched the highlights of the game on several different sites. Nothing about that onside kick, which is really sad. I mean, they literally – their kicker kicked it – I don't know ten and a half yards, and there was a guy for Indiana just blocking out the Louisville return guy. So it it was awesome. I mean,
2: Scoots, how have you not seen? Like, I just type in Indiana inside kick, and it's the f- like immediately shows up on Twitter.
0: That's so stupid because I did that same thing yesterday. typed those exact three words, and nothing came up for me.
2: At TSV underscore one, that person like tweets out college football videos all the time.
0: Well, check it out; it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I
2: mean, it was it was good. It was. uh it was a good onside kick. Rouse, that is um, it's Indiana
0: football we're talking about. That was great.
2: It was very funny to be. We we were at uh, the tilted kilt next to KS Bar, TJ, before oh, the game. Was that allowed? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's where the overflow goes. Um, and we work with them. Like, they're uh, our casa, SU Casa. The bar was packed, not an empty table in the place. Uh, but a lot of Indiana fans for that opening window. Uh, for both games, hmm. well, that seems uh, weird. Uh,
1: that's that is kind of weird. Like, UK fans shouldn't be rooting for IU. That's dumb. Uh, yeah. yeah, but they were they were cheering against the level, you know. Yeah, did, there's, no, there's no winners in that one. I did
0: yeah, see a no, picture. Right. I did see a picture from Lucas Oil where there was a Kentucky fan in the in the crowd. <laughs> there, there's one for everyone. Uh, he probably uh, made sure.
1: up maybe one percent of the entire crowd. What an embarrassing attendance for that game.
0: I wonder if there was, was there no high school stadiums open to play in it. Yeah, should have played it in a high school stadium. Gosh, Dude, roasted.
1: like UofL, I mean, for UofL standards, it was a pretty light crowd to begin with. But they had more fans than IU. Oh yeah. There was hardly any IU fans there. That was uh that was not a good sight to see. But oh well. U of L gets the win. You know, I'm not I'm, I'm not any more or less scared of U of L. I still think that's a game Kentucky absolutely should win. Admittedly, mm-hmm. I imagine if you're a U of L fan and you've watched Kentucky, you're probably not overly scared of what you've seen from the cats, but I don't. Plumber's just not not it, Roush. Right.
2: Yeah, he's not. He's not good. Um. At, at one point, like they had a, he had a lot of yards, but it was just because Jamari Thrash was. I mean, he had like an wow. eighty-five yard touchdown. He
1: yeah. is good. That, he, is yeah, he is very really good. good.
2: Um. Yeah. Yeah. He's very good. He. I'm. I'm probably just going to be betting over Jamari Thrash props for a while too.
0: Um, See, on on the contrary to you guys, I think. I remember watching that first half and I looked at Gil at one point and I was like, you know, if I'm Kentucky, I'm a little bit worried about about U of L this season because that first half they played extremely well. I mean, it was 21-0 at halftime, but then they come out in the second half and it's like they can't do anything. And I don't I want to give a credit to Indiana's defense a little bit, but I don't think that's what it was. I just think their offense was so inept at that point and couldn't put it together like they did in the first half.
2: Um, scoots, that's the, that's the Jeff Brom experience though. It's like, let me be awesome. And then let me not be awesome. Like they kind of, you know, like I totally expected that to, to happen for them to play with their food, make some boneheaded mistakes, and then let that team back in the game. Cause that's what, that's what the, that's what they're going to do. They're not a, they're not a good enough football team because they can't run the ball.
0: Are you um, telling towards- me? Are you telling me to bet live Louisville games when they get a big lead? Against them? Yeah. All right. Or if they get behind, like, here's the thing, Scoots.
2: Every game is going to end up being pretty close. That's what you should keep in mind. So whenever there's a big swing one way or the other, just remember, Louisville's going to do something stupid to let them back in the game, or they're going to do something crazy to get back into the game. So they they blew a 21-0 lead in week three. In week one, they were it was the first time they'd overcome a 14-point or 17-point deficit in like 25 years or something crazy. Might have even been their biggest second half comeback ever. Uh, that's what that's what it's going to be all year.
0: It's Good to know. I'll use it to my advantage.
1: Text on in 502-414-1450, but 3-0 is 3-0. And you know, if you're a U of L fan, you've got the coach that you wanted. You haven't lost this season up to this point, And their schedule isn't the most difficult or challenging thing in the world. Right. So
2: uh, here's a, another tip too. In, maybe we can set a reminder for next year. Never place a bet, a, a, not against Boston, but even in, if you're going to bet a Boston college football game, just bet the Rand Dana game and don't be on the other side. I needed Florida State to score 36 points. They had 31 with uh, 26 minutes of play, and Boston College came back and almost won, and they didn't score again. That was a wild
1: finish. I told you yeah. all that I I thought IU would cover against Indiana or against Louisville. Boom! But as the week went on, I kind of was feeling better about the under in that bet. But I on did Thursday when I was, I was in Indiana, I, I did, but I. When I bet IU originally, I was like, yeah, you know, may as well. uh, I'll take I did the the Memphis money line just to add juice to the IU bet. I did, I think, Florida State money line. I think I did one more, just like what I consider to be guaranteed wins just to make the IU plus 10 a little sweeter. And it ended up hitting, which was great. But it was you had to sweat it. Very close calls, yeah. Across. So a $25 bet, instead of paying out, you know, a minus 110 around $21, $22, whatever it be, uh, it paid $68, which was better. Boom. More it's Boom. more fun winning, more money. And then in my NFL gambling league that you all hear about and don't care about, certainly, um, went one and four last week, which was really embarrassing. I made... And that same Thursday, I made my NFL. I, I was in Indiana, so I was on the phone. I made my NFL bets, and then for the pick 'em, I was like, you know what? I'm winning something one way or another. I'm just gonna pick the opposite of what I actually bet. Like I've got cash on these games. Oh,
2: love it, love I'm, it! You just you I'm, you, I'm, you I'm kinda kinda down.
1: Yeah, kind of fade. No, kind of fading myself a little bit. But like I'm winning one or the other. Yeah, I'm gonna get points in this stupid little gambling league. Or I'm gonna get
2: actual real money. Which I would prefer the real money. You want the immediate return.
1: Went four and one on real money. One and nice. four. one nice. and four in my bad, in my stupid picks, but went four and one in my real money. The only bet I lost was the Patriots last night. And that was the only win I had in the gambling league, weirdly enough. But uh ended up, you know, I won several hundred dollars. So the league the way I'm looking at it, league entry fee paid for. So even if I had finished last in this stupid thing which I'm just so bad at, maybe I would have been good if I would have just trusted myself, potentially. But at least I already made my money back. That's the way I'm looking at it. Um, and I don't know, do I keep doing this or do I trust myself and just, you know, go I all I think in? this
2: is a s- new system play.
1: I think so, too. Either yeah. I'm going to win money or, you know, I'll improve my point standings a little bit. And then, so you make a lock of the week in the gambling and it's worth more points, similar to what we do on our, our picks of the week on Fridays. The lock of the week's worth more points. My lock of the week. So I bet financially, I bet the Rams to cover. But in this gambling league, I picked the 49ers. And (laughs) if you you all didn't see the end of that game. Oh, man, that was hilarious. The Rams, down 10, they kick a, what, like a 40-yard field goal? As time expires, as time, as 0-0-0 hits the clock and they lose by 7, but the line was eight points and maybe yeah, got it a lot of people had seven and else.
2: a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you had a, a meaningless cover on a field goal as time expired. You don't see that all that often. And so I won my, my money bet on that, which I was excited about, but did lose the lock of the week there. But yeah, that was a. I wonder if, like, how do we feel about that? How do we feel about meaningless field goals to cover as time expired? Got to
2: keep the boosters happy.
1: I mean it happens
2: in college football all the time I mean Stoops has had some great backdoor covers for Kentucky fans um the James Franklin does it all the time NFL it's a kind of a weird move I I, I don't I mean I guess you want to send a message that you're gonna play till the very end but it's it's the NFL like I that, that I, I'm not sure how but college, college I'm totally yeah do it
1: anytime by the way, uh, Dylan Ballard quote-tweeted Cole Kublick on just an awesome Devin Leary throw. Like, this guy can make some really, really, really nice it was throws. the pass
2: to Dingle, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just a, that's like a professional yeah. throw. Now, if you wanted to get really picky, you could make the case that maybe he was leaving Dingle to just get absolutely obliterated to Bolivia, but he, uh, he didn't. He didn't, and you're not really allowed to make that hit anymore anyways, but... Um, just an un- unreal throw. Like this is the quarterback Kentucky has. He can put it mm-hmm. only where his dude can catch it. The thing is, his dude needs to catch it. Looking at you, Dankey. We all love Key, but you got to catch the ball. This is getting to be way too concerning. Let's head on over to the Thornton's text line 1450 We finished the week last week, which we were very proud of, and now we're scrolling up to see where we start um. this
2: week. While you're scrolling, just want to say shout out. I went. I had lost eight bets in a row and then won my last four. So felt good to get off the schneid. Um And a hilarious shout out to Andy Staples, who every one of his picks was wrong. It was like eight picks. I think it. I think it's more challenging to get eight wrong than eight right. That's that's hard to do.
1: Hard to do. That is. That's. You could just kind of let a kid pick or your dog pick or something and probably do better. <laughs> a text on the Thorns Sex line says. One of my L friends said that our struggles offensively had very little to do with Scangarello last year. I couldn't disagree more. He says, football is all about the Jimmys and the Joes. Yes, to some extent, but Scang was terrible for the offense. What do you all think?
2: Uh, so he's saying that Kentucky has bad players. Kentucky has pretty good football players. If you look at the roster. Um, also, Chris Rodriguez... I don't know what Louisville's career rushing records are, but he's third all-time in U.K. school history. I'd be curious to know what their all-time leading rushler is. But, yeah, they had good football players on that team last year.
1: Hey, Chris Rodriguez caught the onside kick for the Commanders. Yeah, That was a, uh, just a, a wild game in its own right there, too. Um, I will also add, kind of ironic that he's on the hands team.
2: I know, right? When like, that's the biggest criticism of him. But nope, no problem for Chris Rodriguez. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson is their career rushing yards later.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was pretty. a pretty good college player. It's
2: just is very hilarious to say out loud. Um, but yeah, he had 4,000 yards.
0: Malik, number three. I, uh,
1: I do wonder if you of all fans wish that they had Cunningham over Plummer this year.
2: Probably. That's a yeah. that's a real
1: like Sophie's choice.
2: <laughs> yeah, Chris Rodriguez, third in UK rush in UK history, would be first in UFL history uh, by running back. Um, you got to take. I mean, how are their two biggest rushers, two of their three quarterbacks? Like that's just sad.
1: It was sad that the Cats couldn't pull it off in Lincoln for volleyball last night.
2: Yeah, they're.
1: It was a good fight.
2: They're not very good. Yeah.
1: Oh, they're, up, they're, they're, they're not national championship good. But, like, they were competitive. And, the, of course, you know, I turned it off when it was, like, when Nebraska went on that run in the first set. And then I was just kind of watching on or following along on my phone after that. And after, besides that first set, They were they were right there with them. They took it to four, and then in the fourth set, they had it looked like at least for a moment that they could potentially force a fifth set. I don't think anybody had the expectations that they were going to win that, but uh, they dropped to two and six on the year, which is confirmed not good. But I think like all six, I think five of their six losses against teams in the top fifteen. So an incredibly difficult schedule, but they, they you know they went into a really hostile environment, and I thought that they they held their own. So. That's something to build off of, even in a losing effort. Which, by the way, Roush, it just seems like anytime UK is on the road, you can almost point out like a couple cats fans. Uh, a brief watch of that game in Lincoln yesterday, I saw like one UK fan in the crowd. They really like their 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 volleyball in Nebraska.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's certainly a thing, and they should because um, their football team stinks.
1: Their football team does stink. Yeah, they they were up, uh, what like fifteen to twelve in the fourth set, fourteen to eleven in the fourth set. So they had their chances. but mm-hmm. Nebraska's better. And yeah, I I don't know if this UK team's young, old. If you if you feel bright about the future or whatnot, but if they're young, maybe this could be a good learning experience. They
2: just they just need an outside that can put the damn ball away. Yeah. That yeah, just their middles are good, but they don't have a um what was the word it was a great it was a fun word i was like oh i'm going to use that uh think about it uh uh, no a terminating outside because they just can't they'll hit it over but you got to get the kill you can't just hit it over you got to get the point you got to terminate it it's a
1: very aggressive term
2: it is very much so uh Brad from Belbrook, he can be pretty aggressive. Had a dream last night. Ramon Jefferson broke off a long touchdown run. So my prediction of the game is that he gets carried 50 plus yards to the house. Heard it here first. Go cats. Oh, sorry, Brad. Um, you got your reserve running back mixed up. That would be Demi Sumo Carambe. He had the 42 yard run that set up the score that gave the Cats the cover. Um, with I don't know, was it three, four minutes left in the fourth quarter?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Now he
1: looks he looks solid. I thought the rushing attack. Saw six over six yards per carry for the entire team.
2: Yeah. Um, what well, could had the stats? The running backs this year are averaging seven yards a carry. Um, the rushing stats just don't reflect that total because a couple bad snaps will just tank it. Um, and they also haven't just ran for a lot of yards, but when they're getting the ball, they're doing well with it.
1: Yeah. It's uh, it, it, the running backs are holding their own. I mean, Bray Davis, also the leading receiver as well but that mainly just because of that one wonky 58 yarder there but uh you know the 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 receiving stuff i think is more maybe each one of these games we're going to change our opinion about certain things and we'll we we can flip sides on this but i think you could make a case that the pass catching could be potentially more concerning at this point than the rushing because i you know if you would have told me that barry on brown wasn't one of the top four receivers three receivers for uk on saturday and dane key also wasn't there i'd be like well no that can't be one of them had to be there right no neither one Barry and brown only two catches Dane Key, he didn't even haul in any cat he didn't have a catch
2: Nope, didn't have a catch and well, one of barion's catches was like that pitch pass thing
1: yeah which yeah it goes down on the book as a completion but yeah good point uh interesting from that something maybe to work on but on the flip side, it's nice seeing Dingle and Tavion Robinson. Boy, this guy loves Liam Cohen. He was, he was right to commit to him. <laughs> <at first. laughs> you ain't kidding. Yeah, he, oh, he man, looks great, really. too. So that's been a positive. And I, I've really liked Josh Caddis too. I think you were talking him up in the offseason. Uh, but he, he's been impressive, too. He didn't have, like, the most insane game yesterday, but did get the touchdown. Or I mm-hmm. should say Saturday, but did get the touchdown. Yeah, he's Kentucky been
2: had two tight end catches going into this game. And then they had... 4-6 six, six on Saturday. So really picks it up. Good to see Dingle, um getting involved in the offense as well. And the other part, too, after that fumble, they went right back to him. It wasn't the same play, um, but it was a similar concept. And Leary went right back to him the series later to set up that score to Tavion Robinson. So
0: um,
2: love seeing the tight ends get involved in the passing game. I know the Big Blue Nation does as well
1: you calling a run instead of a sneak by be, might be coaching malpractice. It was just a bad, bad play call there on fourth down.
0: If it doesn't make sense, it was Indiana football. By the way, if Indiana never plays a game in Lucas Oil again under head coach Tom Allen, that would be fantastic. I, I couldn't hear any more about how, oh, he won three state titles at Ben Davis. Yeah, at a freaking high school, and he's now coaching D1. That tells you all you need to know. I, I wonder mean, if they excuse- would have gone
1: for two if they would have.
0: If they would have scored. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You do know, though, that like a lot of,
2: um, like Gus Malzalin won a national championship. He got his rise as a high school. Like that, that that's kind of commonplace. I would, I thought you were going to like make fun of Ben Davis High School or something.
0: No, I mean, I uh, can't make fun of Ben Davis. They're huge and they're a good program. But
2: see, I, I thought that was the thing. Like, oh, you mean he won at the biggest high school in the state of Indiana? Like, congrats. <laughs> like, um, has Indiana ever won a game at Lucas Oil?
1: Not Maybe that we I can look that about.
2: up during the break.
1: At some point, they've won a game.
2: A, well, says, a basketball we, game either? I mean, we know how they are in the Big Ten Conference Tournament.
1: They don't do that at Lucas Oil, though.
2: Well, so, well we know they don't do that in the NCAA Tournament. In they Indiana sure don't, Nick
1: Roush. woo ah! Yeah! A texter says, we need Key to figure it out. Some would say he's the key to the offense. No, uh, we do need Dane Key to figure it out. There's no doubt about that. Uh, terrible performances from Burton and Key, and a law and a loss to Corbin. Not a great weekend for Frederick Douglass, says one texter No, it wasn't. But I, I think Burton and Key can figure it out. I think they'll 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 get it right. Uh, they're probably being as hard as themselves as anybody. So um, let's take our last break, though, and we'll come back and keep doing more text. How does that sound?
2: Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can talk about what happened at the end of that Corbin game. Big recruiting news for the Cats. We can get to that and much more on Kentucky Roko right here on the Big X. Sports
0: just another manic
2: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call.
1: Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. ShadyRays.com. It's the... Perfect weather time of the year. You're going to be outside a lot. You're going to be enjoying football. You're going to be enjoying sports. You're going to be enjoying the outdoors. Make sure you got a pair of Shady Rays Polarized Sunglasses on your face. You can use promo code BIGX for 40% off at checkout. ShadyRays.com. Unbelievable website. Unbelievable company. Great deals. Great offers. And great sunglasses. ShadyRays.com, promo code Big X at checkout. It's been a, a fun show. Gone by too quickly. A lot to get to. Probably have to carry some of it over for tomorrow. We've got more of the Thornton's text line to get to Roush as well.
2: Yep. And um, we got two new four-star players coming to the Kentucky Wildcats. Jacob and Jared Smith announced their flip after that 6-0 win over Frederick Douglass. Huge night in Corbin. Not an empty seat in the house. They celebrated 100 years of football, a win over the top 6A team in the state, and uh, a flip, flip, flip. Yeah,
1: flip. people saw this one coming, but nice that nice that it actually has happened. I think Justin Rowland said they may be the most college ready commits in the Soups era, which is high praise. Uh yeah, no, no, hyperbole. Sorry, not not buying like, it. Only Roush can have the crazy hyperbole. Yeah.
2: I mean, they're front seven guys. They won't. I, I, I think they're good football players, but like, are either of them going to play next year? No. I mean, no. Just don't.
1: This but what you position- meant it from like they look like college players already. Like physically, but they they, look they, they like- do,
2: especially against like three A competition in the state of Kentucky. Um, they're it. You do, when you watch them play football, you don't have to guess which ones are the guys going to Kentucky. That's that's the best way to put it uh,
1: uh th- by the way i know they're like special jerseys or something those corbin jerseys may be the ugliest football jerseys i've ever seen in my life yeah that, i know they're that, like commemorating a, like 100 years or something just get rid of them they're terrible also wh- why aren't they the
2: kernels the corbin kernels well they're the red Hounds
1: aren't they or? yeah but
2: they should be the i mean that's where colonel sanders chicken is why don't why aren't they the kernels why are they the red so Hounds? they could be the chickens yeah they could be so many cool things but redhounds <laughs> Redhounds, I mean, that's a fine mascot name, but it's just like, come on. There's not, you've done anything better? Like, you, you have all these cool Corbin things, and huh.
1: Uh, my buddy, Uval friend, texted the personal text line says, Roush really just said Uval can't run the ball as we average over 250 yards a game, and UK only averages 121.
2: I mean, like, that's the most idiotic, idiot thing I've ever heard in the history of idiots. If you could have run the ball, then you wouldn't have blown that lead, you idiot. Total mass yards. I'm talking about yards per carry. Can you hand the ball off and get four or five yards and then move the chains and get... Now, credit to them. They actually did on that one final drive after that fourth down stop. I didn't think they'd be able to do it, but that's just so moronic. Like like, that is like, Of course, the total yards are off because they lost 30 of them snapping over Devin Leary's damn head last weekend. I just... Give me a freaking break.
1: Love it. Dude. Love when you get fired up like that. Stupid, Always good. stupid people. God. What do we got on the Thornton's text line?
2: I've got to just look at more stats now because it's just going to make me so mad.
1: It's just like Idiotville over here. God. Hey, Texter says, I know we beat Akron and we're 3-0, and but this is not the UK team Nick and KFSR have been hyping up all offseason. Our offensive line is still bad. The wide receivers haven't done anything outside of Tavion Robinson. We're going to lose to Vanderbilt again.
2: <laughs> That's what you thought when you watched that game? You're gonna lose to Vanderbilt, like yeah. The expectations are high. The ceiling's very high. That that's the problem. They're a high ceiling football team. Um, like it's a lot of what it's going to come down to is how well can you like do you reach that? Do you maximize it? Um, especially in offense. The floor is how in defense. The offense, it, hell, it could bottom out in an instant. But there, the the potential is there, and that's where all the hype came from.
1: My my biggest concerns at this point is offensive line has been I don't I'm not ready to say it's like a disappointment but it it hasn't for a group that got kind of its ass kicked last year they they haven't come out with like a chip on their shoulder and just pummeled teams and that's a little disappointing and it means that they they probably can't pummel teams unfortunately. Um, and 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 that's all right. They, hopefully, they'll get better. Roush is right to mention the injuries, and that has been a headache in its own right. But offensive line, that that I've been a little, it's been a little underwhelming. But I'm not ready to totally write it off just yet. Wide receivers as a whole, not so much. It's more specifically Dane Key. Not to not not trying to just like throw him under the bus. I just what had we, we all had such high expectations for him. Yeah, it, but he's it, got
2: five drops instead. He leads the team in drops.
1: Yeah, in three games. It's just against, you know, not the best. It's not like you've got a, a first-round corner it, that you're going up against either. So
2: Right, well, in some of the things too, though, TJ, with these receivers, they might just be going through the motions because they're playing teams. They think they can go through the motions. And That, still
1: that is definitely on the table. I mean, that, that, yeah, and let's yeah, hope like, that's what it is across right. the board. But besides that, running back's not disappointed. Quarterback, I'm super pumped up about it. Defense while they've had maybe moments you wish they kind of buckled down at the again. What what are they what are teams averaging against them now? What was it? 17, 14, and 3. So that's 34. They're they're averaging what eleven points per game? They're yeah. not even giving up two touchdowns per game. Yeah, that's that's, and that's impressive. Good. That, that's, that's good enough to win. So yeah. Yeah. And, and I would say I guess maybe the third. and, and, and it,
2: I, I was just gonna add too. You wanted them to be better at third down defense. They were much better at third down defense. Six of fifteen. I think it was three of thirteen until that final drive and where they picked up sixty yards. So they were under hundred and seventy five yards and not I mean not really doing anything. So that's I, awesome. Yeah. And they were playing twos for a lot of that game too. Like the starters did not play them very much Saturday on defense.
1: And I guess the third thing, offensive line, I'm a little nervous about. Danke. he needs to kind of get it together. And I just think kind of the sloppiness as a whole, just bad snaps, you know, penalties, stuff like that. That's stuff that I, I wish was cleaned up because if, if you're playing against a – again, I always bring this up because UK for a couple of years seemed to play Florida in week two or earlier in the season. Um, if, you, if you're playing a good opponent and you do that stuff, it can – quite literally cost you the game. Just a, a, a stupid snap over the head, uh, a, a bad penalty in an unneeded spot. It can cost you the game. Now, lucky, luckily for Kentucky, these things are happening where it's not costing them games. They're playing against inferior opponents where you can live with this sort of stuff. But yeah, the sloppiness definitely needs to be brought up as like, those are the three biggest things that are concerns for me. Dane Key, I think, is going to figure it out. They're going to clean up some of this stuff. Now, will it ultimately be a sloppier team than we'd like? I hope not. Offensive line, I think, is the big picture one where it's like, eh, this may just be an issue all year. Uh, but those are the three things. Besides that, I'm cool with everything else. I still feel pretty solid about this group. Maybe maybe naively so, but I feel pretty solid about this group besides those three areas.
2: Um, I got a question for your idiot Louisville fan friend. If yep. Jawar jo- Jordan, he has more rushing yards than anybody in the ACC. That's pretty good, right, TJ? would be i think people would be happy about that sure do you think that if he was the best running back in the acc they might give him the ball what 20 times a game you you would think think, yeah yeah no half of that they're giving him 10 carries a game half of his yards are on two plays he had 280 yard touchdowns it's 160 of his 300 yards like i'm not yes you give him credit for the good but like louisville's rushing attack is all based on creating big plays creating explosive plays Jordan is very good at doing that. Four rushes over 20 yards, three over 30. Like he's saying
1: L is averaging 6.8 yards per carry and U.K. is 5.6 yards a carry. Well,
2: the running backs are averaging seven. Like, it's all the Leary stats because he doesn't know how college football stats work. Like Now he's he and he's telling average. you to suck it. Yeah, exactly, because he lost. He lost. I win. Take it out, you suck it, and you suck it. Zucker, Zucker, Zucker. Hunter,
1: you're free to call in anytime, buddy. You you can take this right to Roush. You don't. I don't need to be your proxy. All right. Five zero two right. This its fun
2: though having a proxy.
1: That's <laughs> just a cool word to say. Yeah. Uh, Texter says. I mean, what is wrong with Key and Brown? Yeah. Let's hope Roush is uh, maybe just not overly motivated with the opponent. But hey, I will we'll also say this: if like if drops are going to be part of the issue this year, these are the three games to have the dropsies. Now, yep, now yep. figure
2: it out I bet if this keeps up Kian Brown will transfer out at the end of the year I mean man you got some weird stuff going on in your head if like that's what you go to because part of like the thing that is nice is like there, you do have to do some you do have to toe a fine line um, but like I'm curious how they're going to respond to adversity and to some hard coaching because Cohen is clearly going to give that to them and here's the thing too he commands respect. I mean, that dude was coaching Cooper Cup last year. I mean, if you want to be Cooper Cup, do what that guy says. That's why they're at Kentucky, right? So, like that—that—that's the—that's what I'm most um, intrigued by. Is just how well will these guys respond to adversity? I'm pretty confident Dane will will get it together. Uh, Jagger is certainly uh, the jury's out because. You know, what what do we know? What's to say, what's to give us confidence about his play in two years versus Key's giving us a lot of bright spots? And also, what's to give us confidence in Zach Gensler? I mean, it's been fine, but, like, has it been great? I don't know. I Don't know. Just so I play all around outside of three players, Davis, Lee, and Robinson. We will get ran off the field in SEC play if we keep this up. But to go back to the end of the first hour, I mean, SEC teams aren't playing clean football for four quarters
1: yeah that's another thing is as much as we like criticize this UK team for not looking good against inferior opponents, we haven't had a chance to see them against good opponents yet, <laughs> you know like let's and I know like the concern is well they should they should just look so much more dominant that you' you can transition that over to an SEC opponent and you'll feel good about it. We're not gonna know what they look like against an SEC opponent until we see them against an SEC opponent for better or for worse. Yeah. Cincinnati beat EKU by a million. They go up and they beat Pittsburgh, and they turn right around and lose to John Young in Ohio. Uh, but hey, you know what? They looked really good against Eastern. What what happened? They should have <laughs> they, they should have beaten Ohio. Like the point of that is just to say one game doesn't necessarily have to mean anything for the following Saturday. Yes. Um, and to be like again, UK covered against Akron, folks. It it, it didn't it didn't look pretty. Uh, I don't like the the fact the score was fourteen to nothing late in the third quarter, but then you blinked and the score was thirty five to three. Like this team still has potential. Hopefully, one of the strengths of this team maybe is going to be to wear down some opponents. Now again, they're doing that against inferior teams and not SEC teams, but that's not a bad thing to be dominating the second half the way this UK team has so far. That's a good thing. That's what you want. You want teams to get better as the game goes on, and that's been a Mark Stoops trait, by the way his entire tenure at UK. They'll they'll just grind teams down if they have to. Maybe this is a group that's going to be able to do that. A texter says, is it just me because I feel like I would not mess up a snap? Uh, We had another text about that. TJ, if you were the center for Kentucky football, would you ever mess up a shotgun snap? I can say with 1,000% confidence, I would never mess up a snap if I were a long snapper and especially not if I were a center. Especially not if I were a center. But even yeah. if I'm a long snapper, I'm not messing up a snap. If I'm if my job at a football school is to do football things, uh, not to get into like a basketball football thing. But if I'm a scholarship player playing college football, I'm not messing up a snap. I'm just not. Sorry.
2: Long snap. At least there's like I, I mean I couldn't do that job. Period. Just because of the like how, all, it's just that sort of task work I can't handle. But that is the thing. Like snapping it, it's just you're throwing a pass underneath your legs. Like you've been throwing passes underneath your legs for your whole life. I don't I don't understand the bad snaps.
1: Yeah, I don't Um, I don't really get that either. Maybe Uh,
2: maybe you have like one dribbler once where like the ball kind of gets hung up on the turf, but like yeah, I just. I wouldn't expect I,
1: every single one to be totally perfect, but they should never be where they're going over somebody's head. Mm-hmm. Like it should always get to the quarterback. If it's a little to the right or a little low or something like that, okay, you can you can understand that from time to time. But anything that takes the ball out of play is inexcusable. Cannot happen. I mean, just it, that's your job.
2: Also, it, man, but when Barry picked that up, I was like, oh god, what's he gonna do? <laughs>
1: I thought the same. I thought the same thing. Uh, Roush, did you see the video of the drunk fan at the game? Oh, I haven't seen drunk fan at the game. No, he's getting—he was getting like hog, like hog carried out of the concourse of Kroger Field. Oh man, very, very drunk, folks. Uh, you're, you're getting some some sarcastic, I think probably a little serious from some people about okay. like booze at Kroger Field. Look what's going on. I
2: mean, it's the first night game. And also, you think this is the first time it's happened?
1: I've seen that exact same thing to some extent <laughs> dozens of times at that football stadium. Uh, more so when, you know, like I was younger. You don't because it's kind of the 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 student section you'd hang around in, the group of people you'd hang around with. But even since post-college, I've seen that exact same situation play out. Folks, people were sneaking in booze. Just the fact that UK is making money for it now, it's not going to change the drunken levels throughout Kroger Field. So we knew that an incident like this was going to happen won't be the last one. Everybody just look out for for your friends in your group, and if they get too drunk like this, get them out before they need to get hogtied out of there. <laughs> Looks like they're going to a luau with this guy.
2: Seriously. Oh, the texture
1: says on the Thornton's text line. Dane he does not
2: look content with the offense.
1: Yeah, well, don't drop the ball. I bet you'd yeah. have a lot more fun if you were catching all of them.
2: Can't believe the Packers just lost to Desmond Ritter. Ooh, um, but he went to St. XO, TJ, so can you be happy about that?
1: I like Desmond Ritter, and I'm rooting for him. But, gosh, he... he it's, it, it was it was a bad loss. I mean, it is bad for the Packers to lose to Desmond Ritter, even with the injuries and even on the road. Desmond Ritter didn't even play great throwing the ball. He, he tore up Green Bay with his legs more than anything. Uh, that fourth and four call, Falcons went for it. Desmond just kept the ball and got exactly where he needed to go, into the end zone. Um, but congrats to him. He is a St. X Tiger. St. X lost to Elder, first loss of the season on Friday, which is a little bit of a bummer, but... uh you can listen to John Spears talk more about that at noon today on yeah big exports radio TJ at so least Desmond
0: the- Ritter can take a snap I don't what the hell just happened to Jordan love I've watched that video no less than 15 times
2: uh, yeah what, what he just fell over at the line of scrimmage what
0: <sighs> that's tough look
1: oh it's just like I've never seen a fall start on the quarterback I don't think but Wait, yeah yeah it was bad. It was bad. I don't.
2: I don't really understand. Um, ooh, very another hilarious video from over the weekend. Did you see uh, Matt Campbell? He was one of two. The big, the Big Twelve was zero two versus MAC teams. Uh, Iowa State lost to Ohio. I haven't seen the field goal that looked good, but the oh, rest said it was no gracious. good.
1: It, it uh, definitely was good, unless there's like <laughs> another angle somewhere that shows that it was not good. Uh, Iowa State made a field goal against Ohio, and they just said it was no good, and they didn't review it, and life went on. And then they ended up losing by, what, seven? Uh,
2: three, no, they lost a three. They lost a yeah. three. This, yeah, this wasn't like a last-second
1: field goal, though. There was like, still I mean, game that, that shook out. I think at the time, maybe Iowa State was down. Regardless, yeah, it was a horrible look for the officials. Uh,
2: so I've got it right now. Um, is there a – let's see, closer, closer – Oh, yeah, that was good.
1: It goes above the post, which always leaves it, makes it a little bit more, like, subjective. But But it was on the inside of it. It was on the inside of it. I mean, if if that pole extended up, that ball's still going in. You can't really
2: tell on the initial TV shot, but, like, further on, like, if they were looking up, they would have known that it was, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. But a fan was heckling Matt Campbell saying he was in the hot seat, and he just lost it and, like, went, like, full hold me back mode. Uh, like, yelling at this fan like he was going to come fight him, which is very funny because it's also like, hey, um, maybe you should have left Iowa State earlier. Like, how NFL people are like, how did Iowa State not win more with Brock Purdy and Brees Hall? Like, so, yeah, people are, people are really on to uh, Matt Campbell now.
1: By the way, the drunk UK fan, our buddy Ty Spalding, he tweeted it out at Ty Spalding, Um, or he retweeted it if you wanna if you wanna see it. It's not a good look for that person. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's a it's it's a bad look. I also don't know if UK like security had the best game plan to get him out of there. Like if you don't want to draw attention to something, don't make him look like a pig on a luau. I'll just say that. Like if you want people to not just like be totally engaged with what's going on, you're gonna need to be a little bit more subtle than that. A texter Ooh. says uh, Damar Hamlin hasn't played a snap this year. He ain't getting comeback player of the year. We we just need him to get some snaps. We don't yeah, need him. If
2: he only plays like five, um, then he'll probably still win it. But, um, yeah, ooh, I also got sent a fight video too from on top of the end zone.
1: Ooh, at Kroger Field? Yeah. Look, look be... what you've turned it into, Mitch. Look oh, what you've man. done. It's Fight Club now. Anarchy. Absolute anarchy. A texture says, So me and my lady went to, Galrain, I always pronounce it wrong, the, the farms in Shelbyville, Galrain, I think, she went to the bathroom and found 85 bucks cash laying in the stall. Nobody was in the bathroom. She found it, and it could be anyone's at the place. Do you return it inside, or are you keeping the cash? The debate is if she returns it, nobody can find the owner. The employee just keeps it. What do you do in this situation? Ooh, and right when the clock strikes nine, that's a fun one. I think what I'd do for about 20, 30 minutes, I'd go probably get a beer, and I'd probably just watch that stall. And then see if like somebody frantically goes in there, you know, and they're like touching their pockets when they're in there, and like just see if somebody looks like they know they lost some cash and they're retracing their steps. But then after 20 or 30 minutes, yeah, you're just you're just keeping the cash. Finders keep Yeah,
2: them. yeah. It's not a, it's not a wallet where you have some sort of ID with it. You know, you're just kind of. I'd wait
1: around a little bit, but then at some point you got to get on with your day. You're at the farm too, you know, and you're right. right. Like you can't go put it back because then somebody else is just going to go take it. You can't go give it to a staffer. Maybe if there's a staffer who's like got eyes on the port-a-pot, but then, I don't know, you're putting a lot of trust in that person as well. So I think that's how I'd play it. We can maybe talk more about it tomorrow. We got a few texts that we didn't get to. We will get through them as the week goes on. Cats are 3-0, folks. Wasn't always pretty, but the cats are 3-0. And we got two Monday night football games tonight. Woohoo! Two Monday night football games. Going to be a fun one. Well, have plenty to talk about tomorrow. Everybody, enjoy your Monday. Enjoy this beautiful weather. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Justin Kalen, Nick Roush. I'm TJ Walker. We'll see you on Tuesday. Roll, roll, roll. Roll, roll, roll.